Hey, what's going on sports rehab experts? Got my models up today. Today we're gonna to be going over my tired runner analogy for why you may be experiencing low back pain. Number one, because it's very common in runners. Number two, um, you'll see this presentation with a lot of people who are experiencing low back pain in general. Um, and it's one of the analogies that I use to describe why someone could be feeling low back pain chronically in their back. So anytime we're discussing low back, we need to be talking about rib cage and pelvis. The two are gonna interact with one another. Um, when one moves, the other is gonna do the opposite. So it's just like a teeter-totter. If one end moves, the other is gonna have to do something to kind of counteract that um, motion there. So oftentimes what you'll see, and again, this is where that tired runner analogy comes in, the runner at the end of the race is uh, tired, so they put their hands on top of their head, and lo and behold, what you'll notice is that they start arching their back and their ribs start flaring forward. So um, as they put their hands on top of their head, you see this forward migration of their lower rib cage and their whole rib cage starts to tilt. As a result, their pelvis kind of starts to dump forward and now they have this heavy arch into the low back. Their low back muscles are shortening, the low back muscles are tightening. Um, and they have more compression at the low back via the position that they put their joints in. Now, uh, again, not necessarily a bad thing, but if you hold that position for an extended period of time, it's no different than sitting on a hardwood chair um, and not being able to shift from butt cheek to butt cheek. So if I told you to sit on a hardwood chair and you can't move an inch, you can't move a muscle, you can't shift from butt cheek to butt cheek, at some point in time, that's going to become painful simply because you weren't unable to uh, weren't able to unload pressure. So pressure starts to accumulate, that compression to the tissue, to the vascular structures, to the nervous system, that starts creating uh, a sensation of discomfort and perhaps even becomes painful. So same thing at your back is if this is the tendency that we have to live in all the time, then that uh, becomes problematic because we don't offload tissue and we don't offload pressure. Um, pressure starts to accumulate and it results in perhaps discomfort or potentially even pain. So someone should be able to display full movement capabilities back and forth to be able to offload that pressure more effectively. Now, the curious aspect of this um, is that uh, if we actually look at the rib cage mechanics a little bit deeper, we have something called a bucket handle and a pump handle action that happens at the rib cage. Um, and this is a respiratory mechanism that occurs. Um, so the way our ribs expand down below at these lower ribs down to uh, down below the sternum essentially is they will expand out wide and they will collapse inward. So there's this opening and closing that should be happening on inhalation and exhalation. So this is called a bucket handle because it's like the, the handle of a bucket swinging out wide and coming back in. So this is more of a side to side action that will happen in the rib cage that is associated with that. What these lower ribs are not necessarily meant to do is they're not necessarily meant to push forward, which is what you'll see a lot of people do is that they'll flare the rib cage forward, these lower ribs become very, very prominent forward, their whole center of mass as a result starts moving and shifting forward too, which then again creates pressure right around the L4, L5, S1 area, which subsequently, believe it or not, is exactly where your center of mass is. So uh, it, it makes sense why you'd be experiencing pain because if your center of mass is shifting forward because of how you perform respiration, um, that is a reason why you could be 
experiencing back pain. And that is exactly why these ribs are designed to mainly inhale and exhale in this plane of motion and not front to back. Um, but again, not everybody necessarily knows that. Um, and they just default to this extension strategy of breathing in where they allow the rib cage to flare forward and thus their pelvis will kind of dump forward too. And it creates more of this extension at the low back. So that is a respiratory reason why someone could be experiencing low back pain because biomechanically, um, they're not necessarily performing the act of respiration in an optimal fashion because it, it alters their center of mass. Secondary to that, uh, it could also be more of the, the, the coordination behind how you uh, control your center of mass too. Maybe it's not a respiratory driven issue. Maybe you don't know how to use your abs and your hamstrings to be able to keep this more of a stacked posture. And as a result, you rely on extension and compression at the low back to give you some sort of resemblance of stability. I talk about how uh, there's this passive version of stability and there's an active version of stability. A passive version of stability is compression of bones, joints, ligaments. So bones, joints, ligaments, um, the way that they can provide stability is through compression. An active stabilization strategy would be utilizing your muscles. Um, so that would be an active movement strategy, um, using your muscles to keep orientation of joints to take pressure away from joints or distribute pressure differently through joints um, via, via the, the muscular system. So um, that is another reason why you could be extending and compressing at the back is because that is your way of creating some resemblance of stability is through passive structures, which again is not necessarily a bad thing, but if done for an extended period of time and we don't teach our body how to orient itself a little bit differently, whether that's through improved coordination of the muscular system to hold orientation of the skeletal system a little bit better, or if that's through respiratory mechanisms, those two factors play a huge role into why someone experiences low back pain. Now, just to take that a little bit step further, um, and we go up higher in the rib cage, if we look at the upper rib cage and how that should move with respiration, it's called a pump handle. So it pumps up and it pumps down. So this upper rib cage is more of a front to back, uh, sorry, front to back expansion that will occur here. Um, there's not too much lateral component to this expansion. Um, just because of this attachment to the sternum, um, it's, it's much more uh, fused and dense here as opposed to this cartilage down here is a lot more adaptable, which is why you'll see a lot of the compensations actually occurring down at the lower rib cage. But this can also create some type of compensatory mechanism as well too. So this is this should be normal inhalation and exhalation with the pump handle up and pump handle down occurring of the sternum. Now one way that someone can exhale if they're trying to get their air out because they're performing a very uh, high intense activity or uh, you know they're just putting a lot of demands on the respiratory system we have to be able to exhale right so one way of exhaling if we don't necessarily have full excursion capabilities at the lower rib cage is by compressing at the thorax here so that is the individual that you see with the rounded hunched over back is they may be using that position of roundedness to compress on the front side, to compress their thorax, to 
force air out when they're breathing because the lower rib cage isn't actually doing what it's designed to do. Um, and uh, I mean, we could argue potentially maybe their upper rib cage is not doing what it's designed to do too, but more times than not, we usually find that if we can't expand in this direction here and all that we're getting is this global migration of the center of mass, that what will happen is we'll compress here to again try to push air out, um, perform respiratory, still perform the respiratory action necessary to complete the task, but it doesn't necessarily do anything to change our center of mass position here. It just orients down here a little bit more to again, this would be extrapolating and how the kinetic chain all interacts with one another is it's just going to move a segment up or a segment down and the next man up's gotta find a way to still accomplish the task. But we can create alterations in how we orient our um, skeletal system, um, which thus is going to impact the muscular system because the two play well with one another. Um, if we impact the position of the joints, we're gonna impact the position of the muscles. All right, so there you have it. That is the runner analogy for why someone may be experiencing low back pain. It's something common that you'll obviously see in runners, but uh, it's something commonly that you'll see in low back pain as well too, is that position of pelvis and rib cage play a huge role into why someone is going to be experiencing low back pain. Subsequently, also that L4, L5, S1 area, if you're experiencing pain right around that region there, that is right where your center of mass is. So you need a muscular active strategy to be able to control your center of mass. That active strategy comes from using muscles such as the hamstrings, the abs, your diaphragm, because the diaphragm is a respiratory muscle, which is going to use the respiratory system to help control your center of mass as well too, because if the respiratory system isn't uh, working in an optimal fashion or the way it's designed to do, then that it will also alter your center of mass positioning as well. So we need to take a better job at looking at our whole body as its entirety and see how all these different systems influence one another and not necessarily just look at the muscle system, just look at the skeletal system, or just look at the cardiovascular system. Um, we have to look at all these different systems together and to see how that could be influencing a current painful situation that you may be having. Hey, thanks for watching. Hope you got a lot out of the information in today's video. If you like this type of content, if you could do us a huge favor by liking the channel, subscribing to the channel, and uh, hit that alert button so you get notified when any new videos come out your way. Also, if you're a rehab clinician looking to take your clinical skill knowledge to the next level and seeing how you can better help your patients, visit sportsrehabexpert.com where we got a lot more information that can help you along the way, as well as our certified sports rehab expert course. This is two courses that give you a sports rehab residency or an orthopedic fellowship type education in half the time at a fraction of the cost. So visit sportsrehabexpert.com to check out these two courses. We have the human assessment mastery course and the full body treatment domination course. And finally, maybe you aren't a rehab clinician watching this video. Maybe you're someone just looking to keep an active, healthy, mobile, athletic lifestyle without painkillers and frequent visits to the doctor's office. 
If you're located in Ann Arbor, Michigan, you're in luck. Just visit annarbor.physio and you can set up your appointment today. If you're not from around the Ann Arbor or the Michigan area, no worries. We do a lot of online video consultation services from people all over the globe as well too. So you can reach us at annarbor.physio or at sportsrehabexpert.com and we'd love to learn more about how we can help you out.